the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From Pastor Phil, his wife Carolyn, and all of us here at Valley Bible Church in Hercules and Truth For Today, Merry Christmas. Let's take a look at that manger together, shall we? God's peace, child. Luke chapter 2 is where we find ourselves today, verses 10 through 14. And indeed, Jesus is the peace child. So we celebrate Christmas today, and as we reflect on all that God has done through this babe in a manger, we're brought back to Luke chapter 2 as we see why. It is indeed a, a peace child, a true peace child. With this Christmas Day edition of Truth For Today, here's Pastor Phil Howard as we take a look at God's peace child. This child that was given was to be the Prince of Peace. And I want to uh, tell you a fascinating story and, and name this child what Don Richardson called the Peace Child, that in the 1960s, Don Richardson and his wife Carol were going to Prairie Bible Institute in Canada. And while they were there, a senior missionary came and said, we need somebody to go to Dutch New Guinea in the Netherlands part of it, where the Dutch had been, to a cannibalistic headhunting group called the Sawi. So they went 1962. Well, Richardson was a linguistic man and wanted to get a translation. It was a nightmare to translate. And he was stunned in his translation work that when he told the story of Jesus, they made Judas the hero. Because in their culture, the goal of their culture was to befriend you in order to betray you, in order to eat you. Because they were cannibalistic. And so they would use treachery, friendship, Befriend, and the more complicated the plot was, the more work to befriend and to deceive, uh, and then all of a sudden you're dead. And they would have this one village against another village, and it was always to woo somebody in that village for you to believe that you were going to be their friend, only to have them for dinner. It's gross, but it was real, that's the reality of it. So when he told the story of Jesus and Judas, they said, yay, Judas is the hero. He was able to deceive Jesus. He was able to betray him. And Carson, he was totally baffled because that's the last thing he wanted them to think. Well, as the tribes kept warring, and it got bloodier and bloodier, uh, he told them, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. My wife's expecting another baby. 
They took a seven-month child. When they went over there, people are dying of malaria, dysentery, and hepatitis. They still moved in there. And so when this warring was going on among the villages, and she was expecting the second baby, uh, they said, we're leaving this village, and we're not coming back. We're going to find another tribe somewhere. We're not going to live in jeopardy of you guys always killing one another. We've had enough. So they go. She has the baby on the way back. The canoe capsizes among crocodiles, and a Navy boy, uh, a Navy uh, son that worked for them, uh, saved the two children. But the villagers were going to kill him. They blamed him for the accident, and God saves the boy's life. He says, "Don't kill him. Don't kill." They were not used to that. Finally, he said. I'm through with you guys. I'm out of here. And they said, no, no, no. No, we'll, we'll make a peace treaty. But how do you make peace treaties with treacherous liars, deceivers? They, uh, they have a practice at that time. Uh, the only way you could make peace between villages is that each village chieftain or a representative from the village had to give the enemy tribe one of their infants and then they would have to give you an infant and that infant became known as the peace child and anytime a rub or an offense would happen between the villagers after this they would simply plead peace child and that would atone for any offenses and as long as that child lived there was peace between the villages when the child died they started all over again. And really what he's singing here is God has sent his peace child. And Jesus is born here. And his eventual goal is he's going to bring peace. But it's a conditional peace. It's not for everybody on the earth. And it translates on those upon whom his favor rests. Those are those that eventually enter into a relationship with him. If you're not, he said in Isaiah, there is no peace, saith the Lord, to the wicked. Isaiah 3, and rather Romans 3 said, the way of peace they have not known. Ephesians said of the Gentiles, they live without God, without hope, and without peace. There is no peace, no peace, until you have a relationship to the peace child. Let's look at, first of all, how heavens begin to rejoice when the peace child was given. Why are the heavens alive with praise and adoration and worship? It's because of this. In the Garden of Eden, spirit beings were present when Adam and Eve partook of the fruit and the race died. They were there. Spirit beings. I don't know how many are in this room, but according to Ephesians, spirit beings attend church services, and they observe what the saints are doing. You better not be using your cell phone. They may fry it right now. Strike it. We don't know how many spirit beings could be. One man had 6,000 demons living in one body. They named him Legion. And so, in the beginning of our race, on that day, a French theologian, Godet, said, 
that when Adam and Eve reached out and took the fruit, that as though all of heaven saw the bride and the bridegroom die on their wedding day at the dawn of civilization in a perfect environment, they said there's something better than obeying the God who made us. There's something better than paradise. And that is for us to be autonomous and be God-like creatures. And God said, you are God-like. I made you my image, but your role is to submit to me. Don't usurp authority. They said, no, we want to become our own gods. And that day, the race died. And now these angels are saying, finally, finally, the only one that can repair the breach has been born. And heaven starts singing. The prophecies have been fulfilled. The peace child's been given. He's shown up. And the only way back to paradise is through this child. This child. The peace child. Do you know the peace child? Are, are you still full of all the anxieties that life is full of. No peace in our homes, more divorce, more children hate their parents, more parents hate their children. Uh, hate is a way of life. You can't get the races to treat each other with dignity. You can't get politicians to be saying to each other, the nations are at war. Hate is in the heart of every man. It is not a peaceful world. You've got some big dreams, but you've got to be asleep, baby, if you think it's peace. We are at war with each other, at war with God, because the peace child has never been received. But he came, and the spirit beings, angels, are singing. He's come. Messiah's landed. Isaiah 9, 6. To us a child's been born, a son's been given. He's landed. He's here. God's kept his promise. So that's what made the heavens start singing. Now, he goes on. The peace child, in order just to be born, would not purchase the peace. No, listen to what the prophet said. To have the peace, the peace child would have to be sacrificed. And this is told in the story in Peace Child by Don Richardson, that when the warring tribes, Richardson said he saw one native man, a chief, he ran to his enemies, his stark enemies, and said, here's my baby boy. It was the only way they could stop the slaughter. The only way. And God is saying the same thing. The only way I can stop men going to hell and missing heaven is I'll put my son in their arms and see what they will do with thee. Right. Well, they accept the terms of peace. But this is what we did to him. Isaiah said, he bore the chastisement that brought us peace. We beat him. We spit upon him. We sent him back to heaven with five wounds in his body. That was our reception of the peace child. If this is the best you can do, God, you can take it and go to hell because we don't want the gift. That's what every man faces when they stand before the judgment of God. What did you do with my peace child? I sent him to end the war between you and I, to end the war among the nations. And you keep fighting, you keep killing, you keep hating. Why? When will you accept 
the child I gave to bring peace. The Prince of Peace. If he would reign, there would be peace. But instead, we bow our neck and we stagger on like a drunk man in a fog, trying to find a way through life. We can't figure out anything. We need drugs to get up. We need drugs to go to bed. We need booze. We need this. And say, are you any happier? No, I'm just intoxicated. (laughs) I'm just drugged up, but I'm miserable. I'm not better. A plant can't fill the hole in your heart. It takes the child. There is nothing in a bottle that can bring you peace. Nothing in a woman or a man that can bring you to peace. You marry the best woman in the world like I did, you still, that doesn't give you peace. You better have peace in your heart. She can't uh, make all my fears be calm. I can't calm her fears. She's got to have a shepherd and the child. This is where the peace comes from. Knowing this child, I hear him say in Ephesians, he is our peace who has broken down the middle wall of partition. And there, that was the hostility between Jew and Gentile. Wouldn't you like to see racism end? You weren't too loud about it. I said, would you like to see racism in? You, you, you can't get a politician to bring it. We got enough stuff on the books, but you got to get somebody to believe it and obey it. You can't keep me from hating you. Even when you're my color, I can learn to hate you real easy until the peace child comes to your heart. And he makes you say, I've ended the hostility I've had towards people. And then he says, he, he brought us together and he ended the alienation that separated me from the living God. And that's what's wrapped up. This one is going to bring peace on earth. Peace on earth. Listen to what he says. In Romans 5, he says, while we were gods, uh, while we were ungodly, weak and sinners and he finally gets to this deplorable description of us in Romans 10 5 10 while we were God's enemies Christ reconciled past tense reconciled us what does that verse mean I've looked at that what do you mean Uh, most of the world is not reconciled to God but God uses the past tense there. Everything from the divine side has been done to end the war. I did everything to reconcile. God said, I could save the meanest man or woman in the world and not sacrifice my character. I did it at the cross. Or everything, there's only one condition left. Will you accept the terms? Will you accept what God accepts? God said, I'm satisfied with my son's death. I'll even let a sinner like you go to heaven. For when I was ungodly is when he saved me. Not when I gave him the offering. Anybody can get a good man to heaven. You don't act like you believe that. Well, I know you've never met any good people. I know. But only God can get a sinner to heaven. That's his specialty. 
And you may never get to go to heaven until you recognize you're not that good man. You're a sinner. You're weak. You're ungodly. Matter of fact, you don't like this. I never liked it when he says you were a God hater. The word enmity there, you hated God. I said, no, no, God, I grew up in a Christian home. I never hated you. Well, did you ever choose your sin over me? Why, all the time. He said, that was an act of hate. But he said, I ended it when I sent my peace child. And the peace child on a cross, I said, I will whip him in place of you. I will wound him in place of you. I will treat the peace child. I'll hand him to my enemies. He gave us this gift to his enemies. And he said, handle him the best way you know how. And we stabbed the child. And so the war continues. The war continues. There is no peace, saith the Lord, to the ungodly and to the man who leaves Christ out. So, what does uh, God say of us? What, what does he want us to do? Uh, he basically would like for you to receive Christ. Is that too hard? You started the war, not God. You know, uh, were you ever taught as a boy to defend yourself? And the big thing the principal asked, who started it? But boys say everybody did. And when you talk about God and man, why this estrangement? Why didn't Michelangelo in the Sistine Chapel have that remarkable picture of God and Adam separated in the cloud and God's hand is reaching out? There's been an estrangement, an alienation, a celestial divorce. I made you. Oh, some of the greatest heartbreak in this room is parents who've had a child that said, I'm sick of you. I don't care if I never see you again, mom, dad. You think that's bad. That's exactly what you and I did in Adam. We don't, we want the fruit. We want paradise. We just don't want you running us. And now you can't reach. And God said, the peace child is the only way we can reach each other. And he gave his son, and he said, he's the bridge to my heart. Whatever you think of Jesus, you think of me. Whatever you do with him, you do with me. So, this remarkable peace child, the uh, Carson stayed there in uh, New Guinea until in the 70s. And the tribes finally, they built the largest auditorium, uh, freestanding poles. How they engineered it is still a feat in that place because the congregation grew so big because every time they would have a dispute with each other from then on, they would not claim one of their children. Once they claimed Christ, they said, Christ the peace child bore it. I don't have to hate you. For we make Christ the scapegoat for all of our offenses. You know, it'd be nice if you have a dispute with anyone, you ought to just say, Jesus paid it all. Some of you don't like to forgive. You've got a bag full of grievances. You've never forgiven. You and your wife can't ever get on to a fresh argument because you never got over the one you had five years ago. Why don't you have a fresh one? Yeah, get a fresh one. You've got to let go of the past. But you haven't paid enough. Did Jesus pay enough? 
Is he enough to bear the grievances of even those that you're finding a hard time to forgive? Our forgiveness is short because we get our eyes off the cross where the peace child submitted to the hand of God and said, if we could end the war, reconcile God and man, I'm willing to be your peace child. I lay down my life. No one takes it from me. Amazing. Amazing that he would just lay down his life for us. Well, I think the wonderful thing today, our great Christmas gift, is the peace child. I have peace with God. You know, as I, I think of, as we buried my brother Paul, I thought of when we buried the funeral, I always remembers my grandfather Howard because I was unsaved and I was scared and I had nightmares over death, the coffin, and uh, the fear of death. And uh, I went through a two-year period there of conviction and fear and uh, hoping I wouldn't get, get killed hoping I wouldn't die because I knew I didn't know God. But I think what's so amazing, now that I accepted God's gift child, I think of what he said, his last words. My God, my God, why would you forsake me? Why would you abandon your beloved one, the one that nursed at the breast of Mary, Why, Father of all people, would you forsake me in my most desperate hour? And it was God's way of saying, so that everybody who receives you will never be forsaken. For I promise my people I will never leave them, nor forsake them, nor abandon them. And you had to bear the abandonment. You had to bear the alienation. You had to bear the separation. But you bore it for them so they never have to bear it. And now when I think of death and as our family said goodbye to a beloved brother, there was little deep mourning because there was more hope than there was grieving. There's more assurance of where he landed than grave. You don't sting like you used to. And, old grave, your victory's already been stripped. When somebody could put their finger in your face and say, you could only keep me three days. I'm walking out of this place, and I'm going to resurrect millions, millions. Every person ever born will be resurrected by my power. So you must ask yourself, have you ever received God's peace, child? Santa won't save you. And quit looking for Rudolph. We, got, we can sell fantasy easier than we get people to believe the Bible story. A virgin gave birth to a child. I, and guess what? Disney didn't invent that story. God said it. I gave you a spotless child without a sin nature. And when he formed that baby, he said, I don't want any male around because I don't want the sin nature passed on. I'm going to take the woman. I'm going to have that component. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, a conception will happen. And he is born a man without imputed sin because he's God's perfect, perfect peace child. If you know him, you can have peace. You can have peace. I ask you, do you have peace at this time of the year? And there's a lot of people, this is a miserable time. 
loved ones have died, families may be having their issues. A lot of booze is going to be sold this time of the year. A lot of this will be sold that to soothe aching hearts. But I love what Augustine said. Thou hast created us for thyself, and we remain restless until we rest in you. If you want peace, why don't you ask Jesus to become your Savior? And you'll find the peace of God. Romans 5, 1 says, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard, who will return in just a moment. Thank you for joining us here today on the program. It's our hope and prayer that our time together in God's Word has encouraged you, stimulated you and your walk with Christ. If you have questions or comments, maybe a prayer request, please take a moment and get a hold of us. Our desire is only to serve you. You can reach us at 855-833-9864. That's 855-833-9864. Or visit truthfortodayradio.org and learn more about us. Again, truthfortodayradio.org. Oh, and by the way, as you come alongside Truth For Today in a financial way, for a gift of $10 or more, we'll send you Pastor Phil Howard's book called Jesus Christ, The Revealer of God. Now, this is an amazing book, a book that takes a look at Christ and how he does, in fact, reveal God in every aspect of his life. Again, this book is yours for a gift of $10 or more when you support the ministry Truth For Today. Simply call or stop by our website and pay us a visit there and order your copy. Again, for a gift of $10 or more as you support Truth For Today. Again, you can reach us, friend, at 855-833-9864 or truthfortodayradio.org. If you would like to write, the address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California, 94547 is the zip code. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, God bless. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.